This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, it's Hal Johnson. And Joanne McLeod from Body Break. You're listening to Icebreakers, the 2017 Ice Awards podcast, celebrating the best of Atlantic Canadian creativity. We'll be your co-hosts for the Ice Awards this year. But now I'd like to introduce the hosts of this show, Sean King, partner and chief creative officer from Arrivals and Departures, and Tyler McLeod, VP, Client Services at M5. Enjoy the show. Keep fit and have fun. Welcome to Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. We're your hosts. I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod, in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. 2017 Ice Awards are Thursday, June 8th at the Merritt Harbor Front Hotel. You can get your tickets at icewards.ca. So uh, welcome to episode six, the final episode of the Icebreakers podcast promoting the uh, the Ice Awards show happening in uh, June. And we're welcoming our final guest for the series, which uh, happened to also be our co-host of the show. Uh, I'm sure most of you will know these folks, uh, Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we're obviously excited that you're going to be co-host for the show, and we're going to have you in uh, that that afternoon. And we'll be talking about all kinds of good things that afternoon. But I was thinking on the way in today about um, introductions and how we in- like to introduce each other when we're in meetings and that kind of thing. And I, I'm sure you're familiar with the idea. You know, you go around the table and you say who you are and what you do. And I'm curious, what? How do you guys introduce yourself? What do you say when you're when you're in a group of people? Well, we're they're all usually in suits, and we're wearing we're wearing track suits, which is really nice. So we have a we just say we're just Hal and Joe, um, and from um, from being uh, um, uh, basically the we're the people ask us we're the creators uh, and hosts of Body Break, but it. Um, we just we generally just say we're Howland Joanne, so it's it yeah. I, I think over time we've had to do less explaining. Yeah, um, people are are just familiar with what we've done. Sure, and is it fair to say that most people would would see you guys as as I guess fitness gurus? Well, that, that's funny. That word fitness guru is um, we're. I think of guru. I think of uh, you know. I, I should be in a, a monastery or something. Or uh, but uh, it's it's more of a um, we're more in the marketing field than we are in the fitness field. I uh, we don't really um, we're about promoting and marketing uh, health and fitness to Canadians, and so and, and helping them live a healthy, active lifestyle. And so we've often thought of ourselves as more marketers of it than being in the fitness industry. Like we're, we don't have a lot of contact with the, say, call the general fitness industry. Um, and and my background is, is really marketing. And that's where I've kind of, um, uh, you know, we've kind of set our, set our sights on, on doing that. So we, we don't feel kind of tethered to the, the health industry as much as I feel, feel uh, connected with the, uh, with the marketing and uh, promotions industry. So Hal and Joanne being in, in marketing and, and the idea of creativity, often part of that is tearing something down and, and starting something fresh over the course of 30 years, you guys have probably had to, to relook at what you're doing a number of times. Can you talk about the different sort of phases over 30 years that you've gone through? 
You know, it's interesting. When we started Body Break, we actually put down a list of things that we wanted to accomplish. And, uh, you know, uh, do a half-hour show, do a um, radio-syndicated show, um, Body Break fitness products. Uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, things that we had written down. And not until sometimes we reflect on the last 29 years do we realize that we actually attained most of those goals. And, uh, you know, we banter back and forth, uh, new ideas all the time. And it depends on um, where we are in sort of the stage of, of our life, what we want to pursue next. Yeah, and, and it's funny because reinvention, we the reinventing of ourselves, you have to think about that on a constant basis like any brand does. And how, you know, whether it be Coke or Kleenex or McDonald's, how do you constantly um, reinvent yourself? And how do you not become a caricature of what you are? And, you know, we've, we've had opportunities, whether it be the Santa Clarita Diet or uh, This Hour is 22 Minutes or different uh, shows and so forth to kind of poke fun at our image, um, but it, it also has a way of kind of reinventing uh, ourselves. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the reasons that we went on the amazing race, one of many was to give the brand a little bit of a spark and to show people that, uh, um, you know, Hal and Joe, you know, we've been doing this for at that point, 25 years and, uh, you know, put their money where the mouth is. Let's see the kind of the brand in action in the, in, in real world. So that's how we kind of different times, as Joanne said, throughout our, uh, careers, we say, okay, we got to do something new. The real challenge right now is where do we go from here? And where do right. we emotionally want to go? What do we want to do? And how the industry has changed, um, whether it be, you know, through podcasts, whether it be through, you know, disseminating that promotional uh, material, um, our, 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 um, uh, what we're trying to get out is, is needed more today than ever before. But there's so much clutter out there. There's yeah. so much um, to, to get through. It's difficult. Whereas when we were fortunate to be in a time when there was only a, a, kind of a monopoly of information getting out, and uh, we happened to hit the big time with being on television <laughs> and being being played 1,500 times a week on 140 stations, and kind That's of crazy. we kind of fluked into that, and um, and and we got so much market penetration. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars of market penetration that uh, it would be almost impossible to do that today. Yeah, and I think Hal's right on when he, he mentioned about how the fitness industry has changed. You know, we when we started, um, I I write all the scripts, and I, my research was like going to the library or or um, <laughs> looking at uh, just different uh, looking for uh, information. Whereas now. All the information is available to everyone on the internet, and so we don't find we have to be so much a, like providers of the information. But how do you motivate people to actually do it? They now they know the information is available. They yeah. know it's important because we are hearing you know uh, statistics more than ever before about the increase of diabetes, the obesity rate, the heart disease. Um, increase in you know uh, depression. Okay, that we know those figures, but what can we do? And we we find that often our our job is almost like being uh, a cheerleader, uh, finding out. Okay, 
what is it specifically? How can we motivate people? Yeah. And we've turned a lot of our um, energies towards uh, de- changing people's habits yeah. and recognizing their habits. And how do you slightly uh, adjust your habits during the day to make more healthier choices? And, and as a marketer, I mean, that's what you're you know, trying to do as an advertiser. You're trying to get people to change their, their brand or um, or change their habit to go towards your brand. And, and so we've kind of seen the parallels between what marketers and advertisers do and what we do. It's very, yeah. very similar. It's funny you say that. I mean, uh, I don't think that many people would, would think of you guys and, and associate you with marketing and branding, but that is, in fact... Uh, what you do, which is pretty fascinating. And I have to imagine what's even more interesting to me about that is that not only are you really marketers or branders, but you're actually trying to sell something to people that they don't really want. <laughs> like, I mean, let's, <laughs> I could argue some people want it, but, but to people who, you know, really you want me to change my habits, you want me to change my diet. I mean, we face that Tyler and I, and what we do all the time. Um, maybe, maybe some insight from you on that. Well, we're often, I often think of it as that we're like uh, selling life insurance. Um, you don't really think you need it until you need it. <laughs> and that may be too late. Um, or insurance of any kind, you know, well, homeowner's insurance. You go, geez, well, I didn't get homeowner's insurance. Well, now my house is burnt down. Now, can I get that insurance um, yeah. uh, now? Um, so that when you get sick, uh, whether it be a cold or whether it be uh, a heart attack, you kind of say, oh, boy, what would I I'd do anything if I could get better? Or Because uh, your health is everything. And it, it, everything in your life is surrounded by around your health. If you're sick, everything takes, um, takes a backseat. Yeah. So what we try to do is we try to, try to put people in the thinking of, of their future self, just as a life insurance person would do. It's because when you buy life insurance, you, you think about, well, geez, uh, you know, I've got a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old. Geez, if I pass away, I need something for them for the future. So you're always thinking in terms of life insurance and selling it. You're talking about the future. Um, you certainly aren't talking about the past because you don't need it because you're still uh, alive and kicking. So we often think we want people to start thinking about their future self. And what, what will their future self be at 70 years old? Will their future self be in a, uh, you know, in a wheelchair, uh, not be able to walk up those stairs? Or will that future self be going, uh, running up, uh, you know, the pyramids and, and going, going around the world? Yeah, you might choose that one. What does that yourself look like? <laughs> I feel like I gotta go work out right now. I feel like I gotta go check out my life insurance policy. <laughs> check out that life yeah. insurance, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if we come back to, uh, talking about brand and, and reinventing yourselves, you talk about the amazing race and that's a sort of a natural extension, putting your, what you've been talking about into practice, Santa Clarita diet. Uh, for those who haven't seen it, promotion for, for a Netflix show, categorize it maybe uh, as offbeat at least. Um, how, talk about what went through your head and sort of weighing whether that was uh, an appropriate yeah. place for Hal and Joanne to... Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, what my, when uh, when Netflix called me um, and uh, they sent me an email and then I, I uh, we really hooked up and we t- and then they called me and um, I had no idea what you know like like they they kind of talked about it over the phone and then and um, you know Drew Bar- Drew Barrymore was the star of the show and they said they'd fly up to Toronto and they would film us doing this uh, this little bit of a promotional for uh, f- um, 
Florida than Santa Clarita diet. So my next call was to Sean <laughs> and saying, Sean, what do you think? <laughs> because, uh, you know, Sean being in the marketing, um, and, uh, would think, okay, I was going to ask him for his, kind of what his thoughts are on it. And, um, the, and, you know, I, I, uh, been in the industry for such a long time and just wondering how this would affect our brand. And, you know, Sean was, you know, very positive, right? And, and it was very much um, saying, I think it would be good. I think it would be good. And I was hesitant. But we, Joanne and I kicked it around and talked about it. And we, we said, okay, let's go ahead. Let's, this is pushing it, but we'll do it. I think also uh, Netflix uh, provided us with a preview of, of the show. And I found it just kind of a, a real uh, humorous way of looking at uh, um, a zombie. Uh, you know, <laughs> we see so many so many shows that are so dark and and um, when they pertain to zombies, that I found this pretty lighthearted. And uh, the Drew Barrymore's husband, I found his reaction to it all always trying to want to make it better for her. That I, I just found it really humorous, and I and I thought, yeah, like this is this is different. Yeah. So there is a correlation between kind of the you know playing off of the name uh, Santa Clarita Diet and uh, kind of the diet industry. Yeah. And, and what was what was when we did this shoot? Uh, there was about forty people on set. It was a very large set. The people, people from LA, and and everybody coming up, and and it was and we we did it. It was an all day shoot. Um, which, if we were shooting it, we could have done that in about two hours, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't quite know why it took so long. But, uh, that's how it works. Um, how that's how it works. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's how we so make our money. It's, uh, so when we, we, we shot it, and the assistant uh, director said, oh, let's give a big hand for Helen Joanne. They did a wonderful job today. And, and then I said, thank you. Uh, everyone, you've just seen the last body break. Our career is now over. Um, <laughs> because I really felt at that point, I was like, oh, my God, what have we done? I mean, I'm dripping in this fake blood. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just couldn't. I, I was like, I came home, and it was about three weeks before it then you know, hit the Internet. And when it when it hit the internet, I thought to myself, I'm going to stay in bed all day and put the, head over, put <laughs> the covers look. over my Can't head. And, and I was so nervous, really, I was. And, yeah. and when it when it was when it hit, we were shocked about the response. Yeah. And what was very interesting about it um, was it almost sounded all the response on the internet. I I, I, I can't remember how many views. It was like they had fifteen thousand shares and. Um, four million views or something like that, and and it went viral right away. And but the people, all the comments, and I responded to almost every comment, and there was thousands of comments. Is that um, the people were saying about thank you Netflix for relating to us as Canadians? Oh with wow, these Canadian Canadian people, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something that was really kind of very fascinating from a marketing perspective because yeah. you think. You know, we Canadians are different. We kind of know we're different than our American brothers. Um, we know now we're very different than our American <laughs> brothers now, recently. Um, but what do you mean? Hell? I don't know what you're was, talking about. <laughs> but it was almost a um, us that kind of Canadian thing, saying we we kind of want to see ourselves. Yeah. Um, even though this is an American show and it's reflected, but there was 
hundreds and hundreds of comments that related to the marketing end of it. And thank you for marketing to us with Canadians. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think you that know. you probably underestimate your uh, status as Canadian cultural icons, I would argue as well. Uh, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to comment we're, we're on that, Hal but <laughs> and Joe. we're just Hal and Joe. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Look, I want to <clears throat> circle back for one second on that. You know the, um, you know, I remember the conversation we had around that show and your 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 notion of promoting it, and we talked a lot about you know go in and go in whole hog. Like if you're going to do it, don't do it half assed, right? And I definitely yeah. think you did mm-hmm. that. I know that some of the risks and brands always always. Um, uh, struggle with this, I think, you know, whether it be sponsorship or what I should be doing with my brand, is that the right tone of voice, etc. Tyler brought up the race, and I remember um, sharing a conversation with you guys about that, and some of the decisions that you made on that show weren't based on whether or not you would it would it would progress your standings in the in the race, but the impact it would have on your brand. Um, do you want to touch on that a bit, maybe? Yeah, it was. I, I think we were at a disadvantage on the race um, because we we knew too much about production more than any of the other racers. We we're thinking about the camera people, and we we're thinking about. Oh, I wonder if they've got the shot. I wonder if they've. Um, you know, are we. Are, you know, is this the right side? Is it a backlit? <laughs> I mean, just all kinds of production issues that I'm going. None of the other teams are thinking about, and we we're thinking about. We were we were not concerned at all with um, with our um, uh, conduct. Like we, I'm, you know, I wasn't going to our interaction with each other. Yeah, we knew that we we were. There's no drama between Joanne and I because we've been a team for so long. We know how to we know how to work, and and I know that she's going to give 110. percent So I'm never going to be angry with her at all. Um, but what we, what our concern was, other teams talking about us in a negative way, and yeah. then they and then using that to create us as the villains, or hey, they're not what you think they are, and so the stirring of the pot, getting other teams to say negative things about us, which may or may not be true, but just because somebody says something enough, sure. it, then all this becomes truth. And yeah. and that's what we were concerned with. And, 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 and it turned out in that respect that that did happen, that there was the, a few teams, um, you know, the pot was stirred, and then a few teams were saying, well, I, I think Hal and Joanne are, are, you know, getting an advantage. And, and what they couldn't, what they were looking, what they couldn't understand is that because of our experience, we knew to do certain things, but they were, they were thinking we were getting a, an advantage by the production people or whatever, but we certainly weren't. You know, I, I, I um, sorry, Tyler, I, I, I loved watching it. I mean, I, it was probably the first time that I looked at you guys and thought, oh, they're, you know, they're just a couple of human beings that are trying to make their mark, right? And it was, it was kind of neat to see that. Yeah, well, it was, it was, it was, it was fun, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> Joanne, Sean, and I were talking uh, before you were on the air. We were joking that, Maybe there's uh, you're a McLeod. I'm a McLeod. Maybe there's some uh, some some lineage there. Uh, when actually when I was when I was younger, I think you you were probably the first McLeod that uh, that I knew that had some celebrity status or that I knew outside of my family. So, gotta ask, do you have any? Can you can you trace your roots to the East Coast? Is there any East Coast uh, connection down here? Oh yeah, are you related? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> All right, you are now. Yeah. Tyler's adopted you. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, it's MC. 
Oh, right. Different spellings. Uh, those things can get changed over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think the uh, the roots go back to uh, uh, Scotland. And uh, for, I think, most McLeods, whether it's M-A-C or M-C. I'm sure if we go back far enough. I think uh, if you look hard enough, yeah. Tyler, you'll find a I'll, link. I'll find the justification <laughs> here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, just for anyone listening who hasn't seen the Saint Santa Clarita diet uh, uh, promotion, I guess, if you just search it on YouTube, uh, you'll find it pretty quick, and it's uh, it's worth taking a look. Um, so one last question, I think, before we uh, kind of wrap things up. Give me, a, give me a day in the life of Hal and Joanne. What's, uh, what's that look like? Well, um, it, it really depends on the, the time of year, but um, now that uh, we've got the four-month-old puppy, um, oh, yeah. uh, Chuck, I'm um, up uh, pretty early in the morning, take Chuck and our other seven-year-old uh, out for a little morning hike, come back, have breakfast, and then um, then I do my uh, treadmill workout or, or go for a, a longer uh, 10K, 12K um, uh, hike behind the house, and then... Uh, um, do a little bit of work and then maybe go play golf in the afternoon. So that to me is kind of the, that's kind of my uh, day. That's rough, man. That's rough. So you're kind of bothering me right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I uh, yeah, I, I can't wait till I can do that. But uh, uh, well, look, I appreciate we appreciate you guys being a part of of the podcast for sure. Yeah, and, thanks so much. Uh, certainly looking forward to having you guys as our co-hosts at the Ice Awards. It's just going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and we're looking forward to it too. Yeah, and and uh, as as we always say, uh, uh, Sean and Tyler. Until next time, keep it and have fun. Yay! Yay there it is. <laughs> thanks, guys. So thanks for listening, and thanks once again to our co-hosts of this year's Ice Award Show and today's guest, Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod of Body Break. This was Icebreakers, a six-episode podcast series celebrating creativity in Atlantic Canada. Once again, I'm Sean King. And I'm Tyler McLeod, in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. Network.